Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast, proudly brought to you by GCH, Grampians Community Health, for you, your family, and our community. My name is Gareth Olver. Great to be with you for another episode of the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast, and it's a really good episode, too. I'm speaking with Trina Glowry from Headspace in Horsham, and Trina is a Community Awareness and Youth Engagement Officer, and we're having a chat about cyber safety. And especially for younger people, we're living in an increasingly online world, and I don't think anybody can dispute that. And we talk a bit about um, not just the negatives, because we all know the negatives, but we talk about some of the positives about being online as well. And we talk about steering clear of some of those negatives as best you can, or, or what could happen, or what you should do if something does happen that you're not overly happy with online, uh, or tips to prevent cyberbullying, stuff like that. It's a really good uh, chat. Trina also spoke to some young people uh, that she works with up in Horsham who have given her some tips as well. And they're good tips for everybody, to be honest, especially for people uh, who are a bit older, such as myself. Anyway, I'll let you guys have a listen to it. This is the Community Is Amin Name podcast, proudly brought to you by GCH and part of the GCH Podcasting Network. This week on the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast, I'm joined by Trina Glowry from Headspace in Horsham. Trina is not only a Melbourne Storm supporter, she's also the Community Awareness and Youth Engagement uh, Officer up there at Headspace. Trina, thanks for giving up some time to come on the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast. No, thanks for having me. Super exciting opportunity and looking forward to getting stuck into what is a really important uh, topic for young people and family and friends of those young people across all communities, but especially the Wimmera. Yeah, so when I saw this come up on uh, the Headspace Horsham Instagram feed, I thought this would be a really good podcast topic. And I'll tell you sort of how, why I thought it would be a good podcast topic, because we were just talking off air. Um, I've got younger kids, and one of my kids was, we were at a friend's house, and they were playing uh, an online game, um, Among Us or something like that. And my friends thought that the chat function was switched off on there. It turns out it wasn't, and my eight-year-old was talking to, she didn't know who. And when I saw this pop up, I'm like, this is probably a thing that that we need to talk about. Um, Trina, how did it come about for Headspace to, to sort of go into, into you know, uh, staying safe online and getting that message across to our young people? Yeah, well, here at Headspace, uh, we support young people with mental health and well-being. And a really important part of looking at what things impact on young people are a whole multitude of different themes and topics. But one really importantly is being online in this modern age that we live in, you know, and especially to coming out of a pandemic where young people were online all the time for schooling and all sorts of different uh, platforms. We live in a world, this digital world, and young people use the internet for so many different things. So from study, from social connection, and even to just basically any device we use now. So even as you were talking about with that game Among Us, I'm pretty sure we bought a Switch the other weekend for the first time and we were playing on it. And pretty much every single game has an online function, whether that's chat or connecting with other players. So the reality is, Every young person is exposed and using these technologies, but there are a lot of dangers and risks about 
you know, being online and knowledge is power. So we thought it was really important to let young people know that, hey, it's great to be online. We encourage that. There are so many positives that come out of being there. But it's important to know about some of the risks that you might be faced with. And if you do become exposed to that, how you can keep yourself safe online. Yeah, and you're right, because we do focus so much on the negative stuff about being online, but there there are positives to it as well. And I'd say that not just because my job is working uh, in the online space. Yeah. Um, you know, you, I know you mentioned the pandemic for us. We we did a lot of uh, FaceTiming with family and friends uh, who we couldn't get to see. Maybe, you know, they lived overseas or interstate or wherever and, you know, got the kids to read stories as their, their reader and stuff like that. Um, fantastic way to find information if you can find it from trustworthy sources and yeah kids are connected and not just kids everyone is connected wherever we go i mean so yeah i think i think it's a good way to look at it is to focus on both those positives and the negatives because do you find that when we talk about online safety it's it's probably like when i was a kid you hear you know everything was all that stranger danger now it's online stuff and it's just such a focus on the negative isn't it Absolutely. But again, you know, there is so much positive, um, especially to living in smaller communities. Um, sometimes we don't have greater exposure to other people that have our shared interests. So, for example, I'm a big book reader. So I love jumping on YouTube and watching things like BookTube where I can find other people with that same passion and interest and joining that community. And we all know that when we join community spaces, it has a really positive impact on our mental health and well-being because it improves our self-esteem and our sense of self-confidence and also just being able to communicate better with others. So there's that positive aspect as well. But certainly um talking about you know, finding connection as a positive of being online, there are certainly those dangers too in that we don't 100% know sometimes who we're talking to and whether those relationships we're forging are appropriate ones. So there are things we can do though um, to still maintain and, and create these connections, but you know, looking out for some things that maybe will uh, allow us to know whether it is safe and healthy to engage in. So I guess just to sort of uh, draw back a little bit to talk about some of those risky behaviours that you might see online. So certainly um, things like the concept of inappropriate relationships. So that's maybe um, someone with a profile and they're not using their real name or don't have any information that you can kind of identify. Um, if they don't have any mutual friends with you, that could be a really big red flag as well. Um, and Things such as uh, it's a big topic to talk about and I won't go too in depth because it can be kind of a big one to unpack. But certainly there are predators online and grooming can be a very real um, danger for young people online. So making sure that if anyone's requesting things of you, such as your personal information, so addresses um, immediately, big red flag, I would be Pulling back from that relationship immediately. Um, if anyone ever asks you for money, massive red flag. Get out, my sort of, um, and things like that. So it's just, there's some really scary, um, data out there. So for example, um, 15% of young people report 
they've been asked for images by people they've created um, connections with, and 52% of those requests were coming from people that they didn't know, so on their very first interaction online. Um, and I thought this one was really staggering. 83 million Facebook accounts are fake, so they're like um, – I don't know the official terminology for it, but I think they call them like robots. So people buy them um, these accounts and they're like AI run. So it's staggering to think if there's 83 million fake Facebook accounts, who's not to say our young people aren't talking to these people and not realising it? Yeah, and not just Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, there's bots right across the whole lot and um, Mm. Uh, 83 million that's 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 blowing my mind that's a staggering number and often the the bots are for fairly insidious purposes unfortunately yeah and i think a, another stat onto that which i found really staggering um was that 97% of those fake accounts i spoke about claim to be female so it's kind of i don't that idea of these people are going on um, posing as a specific gender with the outcome to kind of gain trust with the vulnerable populations they're engaging with. It's just, yeah, really, really um, staggering stuff to kind of to grasp and, and take in. Well, that's, that's really interesting because I, I mean, when you say it, it makes sense um, because, you know, you, you, we, you tell your kids, you know, to, who to be careful of and generally it's, it's men. Um, and that's because, unfortunately, in the real world, per- perpetrators, that show that it's mostly men who are perpetrators. But it's really interesting that people are using mainly uh, female-gendered profiles to, yeah. um, to to fish and bot. That's, um, wow, man, that, that's blown my mind. Yeah, they're still doing some research around what the um, the motives and psychology behind it all is, but some of the um, research is sort of indicating that it's to do with that more trusting front in that we do uh, have that stigma assuming that males are, you know, of a d- danger more so than females, so that's where that they believe that's at what the psychology behind it is. So Yeah, and look, like, like we said, you know, it makes sense when you when – you, unpack that and think about it mm. it's, but it's still quite scary um yeah so what what are some of the other risks that, that pop up we, you talked about online gaming um yeah what are some of the risks that may may come from that especially on channels like twitch yeah well so a big one is scams so that idea of um Sometimes it comes in many forms, so it can come from um, blackmailing and things, but basically the motive is money. So um, we unfortunately had seen a case of a young person who had fallen into a scam where um, someone they met online created a connection and friendship with, um, asked them to send them, send them some inappropriate photos. And the young person um, did so thinking this was a trusting relationship and friendship. And then whomever was obviously asking for it then counterpointed and said, well, if you don't send me $500, I'm going to publish these photos and I'm going to tell your parents. And obviously very distressing for the young person. Didn't know where to turn. Um, Thankfully, did confide in their trusted adults uh, and were able to get um, that situation sorted quite quickly. Um, but importantly, 
that is a very scary situation. But some advice, if that was ever to happen to a young person, majority of the times these scams and threats will be made, but the perpetrator on the other side is very unlikely to actually post those photos. They're going to move on quite quickly and then find someone else they can potentially manipulate and um, extort. So um, if a young person does end up in a situation, though, and for any of the topics we talk about, um, there are five core things we always um, encourage a young person to do. So first and foremost, tell a trusted adult what's going on. Um, if you ever feel unsafe or uncomfortable online, um, doesn't matter how severe or mild the situation, if you're uncomfortable, that warrants talking to someone about it. Um, secondly, screenshot any evidence. So if someone's asked you for money, someone's sending you inappropriate content, um, or again, you're feeling uncomfortable at any point, screenshot that evidence. Um, then report it to whatever site you're using. Um, most functions can be found in your settings on how to report. It's basically you hit one or two buttons and that's screens it and alerts it. Um, and then block the user. We immediately, you feel uncomfortable, just shut that communication off. Um, and then the fifth thing is we always encourage young people to contact eSafety. It's an awesome, awesome website and platform um, that specifically works around uh, e-safety as kind of indicates. So staying safe online and um, also tracking those people that are perpetrating so they can't harm or affect others. I might put a link to e-safety in the, in the show notes, I think. I think it's a great thing to um, to get out there and for people to know about. And another thing that, you know, you talked about inappropriate um, photos and things like that, um, I guess that some of the younger people don't realise that if they're sending inappropriate photos of themselves, legally they can get themselves into quite a bit of trouble as well, can't they? Uh, yes, yes and no. So, um, and we, I guess we, when we talk about this, we don't want young people, we don't want to assign shame or guilt onto the young person because we want them to come forth to their trusted adults. So if they feel like they've done the wrong thing, they're going to be more reluctant to talk to their trusted adult because they're going to be fearful they are going to get in trouble. So, but more than anything, we always tell young people, once you send that image, it's out there. You can't, you can delete it off your device, but you can't control who sends that on to the next person. So it's more about the the lifespan of that image, if that makes sense, in that you can't recall it, you can't control where it will then go from there. So um, we certainly don't encourage sending inappropriate content or photos, but, you know, reality is sometimes young people do make these um, choices so that if you are going to kind of do content like that um, or you've been in a situation, tell the trusted adult straight away, um, report the person you sent it to, block the con user and just kind of try and manage the situation as best you can. Also, again, not encouraging it, but if you are sending content, don't put your face in it. Yeah, yeah, that's good tips because it's – um. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's amazing how powerful the little send button is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, um, we always talk about and try to encourage, like, the stuff we're talking about is scary, but we don't want you to be scared. We want you to be informed about being online and how you can be safe online. So that's where 
we're talking about. Remember those five tips if you do end up in a situation, but to if we can avoid those situations, even better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you're right. I mean, we don't want us to, to really scare the hell out of any young people because people are online. Everyone's online. Kids are online more than ever. Um, we spoke about off air at school holidays. So I'm sure there's plenty of kids watching stuff on YouTube and, you know, yeah. playing games online. And there are a lot of positives. Um, but we don't want to scare kids off too much. We just want to make sure that just like with any other thing, the same as if a young person's learning how to drive a car, we teach them how to do it safely. We teach them the right way to go about it. This is no yeah. different, in my opinion. Absolutely. And same with like having forging connections online. We don't want to discourage young people from doing that because you can find really, you know, worthwhile and lifelong friendships that provide meaning to your life and things like that. But again, just maybe treat everything with a little air of suspicion and caution. Be careful. Um, and look at, you know, things like language that's used. So if you find a lot of grammatical errors coming up in your communications, more likely than not, it's probably a bot. Um, things like on Facebook and Instagram, if they're not getting a lot of comments from mutual friends on posts or people posting on their pages, such as like might be their birthday, if people aren't leaving birthday posts, it's probably a bot because it shows there's not those real connections with other people um, online, if that sort of makes sense. Yeah, no, it does make sense. And one of the things that I've done, um, even though I'm not a young person anymore, uh, you probably can't see the grey in the beard, um, on Twitter especially you find that a lot of the, the troll accounts and a lot of the bots have a look at the profile and they've generally got single-digit or zero followers and Instagram and um, and Snapchat and those sort of ones are probably quite similar. So mm. they're not too hard to spot, I don't think, anyway. Yeah, and you've touched on a good, like, another sort of important one, and they all interweave quite a bit, but certainly trolling is a big thing online and online bullying. Again, we go straight back to those five tips. Tell your trusted adult, screenshot the evidence, and just block them. You don't need that negativity in your life. And the reality is they're going to have to go to great lengths to create new accounts and re-add you to continue trolling you. And if that does happen, that's when police would be involved because that's that manifesting of that um, aggressive and bullying behaviour, which is um, illegal. So certainly can be uh, have repercussions for that. Um, but catfishing is a big one too. So I guess we've talked upon people pretending to be um, this person, but in actuality, they're a completely different person. So again, checking out people's photos, if they're only ever got photos with just themselves in it, pretty big red flag. If they haven't got photos with family members or friends or recent um, uploads, again, pretty big red flag that um, is important to keep an eye out for. Um, a great TV program. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, there's a TV show called Cat, Catfish, uh, where they basically investigate and a large proportion of the people that go on that show are being catfished. Was that on Netflix? It's, um, on MTV, but I think it can be streamed on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Cause I have heard of it. And there's mm. also one about, uh, uh, I'm not sure if you made it to the NFL, a player called Manti Teo who mm. created a whole fake online girlfriend for himself and that's on netflix as well yeah. um basically stopped his nfl career before it yeah. even started um worth looking up if 
speaking on this sort of stuff. Um, now, you obviously would speak to a lot of young people in your role. Um, what are they saying? What, what are um, what are the, the young people in our areas saying about being online and staying safe online? Yeah, so reiterating a few of the sentiments I've shared, but given some really great um, tips and tricks more about how, again, social media is great because we can be expressive and we can share our individual personalities and things like that. But two, something I haven't touched on as much is that how sometimes you know, the flooding of images we're taking in and how that can affect our emotional well-being and sense of self-esteem. Um, Instagram, for example, which is that platform, which is just all photos, um, can create some really unhealthy comparisons of ourselves to others, So, especially in this world of influencers. So we're basically told if we don't have blonde hair or blue eyes or don't have big muscles, all these things, that we aren't worthy. Um, so yeah, the young people in our youth reference group that I spoke to about um, how to stay safe online said a really great one is limiting the time you do spend on social media. So not saying don't be online because it is really great, but maybe just limiting that time. So it might be maybe just an hour a day or things like that, but also to check in with ourselves and think, well, if I'm not feeling so great at the moment, Maybe it is because of whom I'm following online at the moment and having a bit of a really um, look in the mirror moment and unfollowing those that are making us feel less than. Um, a few other things that they chatted about was locations on apps, and this absolutely blew my mind. So most apps will request whether we want our locations shared. Um, Snapchat's a huge one. so. Um, And I jumped on it the other day and found that I could track majority of my friends and their exact location and none of them knew that their locations were turned on, which was wild to me. Um, So looking at whether your locations are turned on in your apps, because that can be available to pretty much anyone who uses that application, um, even when they're not necessarily friends with you. Um, Also checking whether your microphones are turned on through your uh, social media platforms. So one young person was telling me how they went through some of their settings and they found their microphone was turned on and there were recordings of them on there, yeah, without their their knowing. So, you know, information like that and just knowing. Um, A couple of, like, hopefully might sound common sense, but, again, we don't want to just assume everyone knows this. Checking in on your privacy settings on your social medias, making sure that only your friends can see your content um, or that if you are having an open public platform that you don't have identify in, sorry, identifiable information such as your date of birth, your address, your mobile number. Um, again, sometimes we just input that information without realising who has access to that. Even the school that the, that, uh, the kids might go to, uh, I often see parents put up pictures of their kids, you know, first day of whatever grade, it, and they, they go to, to the effort of covering up the school logo because that's an identifier as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, yeah, too, if, you know, you're putting photos up of yourself in your school uniform, 
do put that little thing up because you just don't know who's going to see that and um, use that information for ill-intended purposes. So yeah, yeah, and in small small regions like like where we live, mm. um, it's very very easy to find someone. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and another one was that the young people specifically spoke to me about is being up to date with um, updates for each app. So sometimes we fall into that habit. I'm certainly guilty of it. Just update all apps. But sometimes we don't know what we're actually consenting to as well. Um, so whilst we've been talking about more one-on-one risk factors, so young person and potentially someone um, they're meeting online, it's also to how the apps are using our information that we should be aware of as well. Yeah, because no one reads the terms and conditions. No, I'm... Let's be honest, no one reads them. Um, And I think you'd probably need a a master's degree in in, uh, corporate law to understand it all. So we all just click, yep, accept, and, you know, that gives... Some of these big companies like Meta and uh, TikTok, the ability to use our our data, use our information, and then sell it on to advertisers to target us. Um, a couple of things you said that were really interesting there, there Trina, that the that the uh, the young people you spoke to came up with, and I think one of the things that they pointed out is something that a lot of adults need to do, and that's limit the time on social media. Um, you know. I, I think adults are probably worse for it in some ways than teenagers. It's quite easy to just have the TV on as background noise and scroll through your Facebook or your Instagram. I call it Instagram because it's all full of ads, not as yeah. many pictures these days, um, or, or Twitter or whatever. And then mm. you look up and you've spent a couple of hours there. It's um, it's really easy to get sucked in that rabbit hole. And um, I think that's a great idea by the, the young people to come up with that. And really, it makes me really pleased that they're thinking that way um, and they're not just getting sucked into this virtual world which is part reality I mean there's obviously lots of real people on there but as we spoke about sometimes you simply don't know you could be talking to a bot and the other one that I found interesting was the the young person who found a heap of their voice recordings on there and I think we all know that our our devices listen to us because we we talk about something and then we get an ad for it when we go back onto our, our uh, Facebook or onto Google or wherever. Um, I never thought to check that. So I'm going to do that as soon as I get off this, this convo. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, that was new knowledge to me as well. Once a young person told me and I checked it out and I had, um, a voice, uh, recording on my Facebook, which was really surprising to me. Yeah. I, and I bet a lot of people don't even know that that's on there. No, no. Well, uh, me as an adult didn't know. So, I'd, again, why would we assume that our young people who are kind of more vulnerable to these things would know that? Are you seeing many young people come to you guys uh, with issues related to their mental health and uh, especially social media, um, bullying and so forth? Yeah, unfortunately, we do see a number of young people who have experienced online bullying. Um, it is, uh, it's, it's getting better because information is getting better and we're being more proactive as societies, um, in supporting and promoting how to look after ourselves when we've experienced these hardships, but also holding those that are doing these, um, acts accountable. So we certainly do see young people, um, 
Mm. Not just from peers, though. A lot of trolling from people that they've never met before is happening. Um, But another major thing we are seeing in young people coming through is around body image. And that's where I'm talking about it's really important to be selective with the content you're taking in online because it is affecting our young people and their sense of themselves. So when we're talking about body image issues, that affects young people's sense of confidence, which can promote, um, you know, they might then feel some social anxiety and it can really grow and manifest. So we want to encourage young people to get involved um, in things that do make them feel good. And if social media is not doing that, again, maybe having a little bit of a self-reflection and limiting some of the content you're taking in or just how much time you're spending online as well. Yeah, and that's a big issue for um, people of all genders, isn't it? I mean, traditionally you think of it as as something that, that mainly affects girls, but we know that it affects all genders, you know, to see... You know, someone like you said, you know, the stereotypical beauty or the, the, the guy with the ripped abs, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, and not just young people, it does affect older people as well. So definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess oh, to sorry. touch on, no, sorry, um, to touch on that, uh, I know we're kind of talking specifically for young people, but certainly for the family and friends of young people too. I know I, um, use Instagram a lot. So lots of terms that I see. So the fitness pages are huge on Instagram. And basically if you're not, and that's for both female, male um, and other genders identifying, if you don't look like this particular thing, again, we're kind of given the sense that we need to change. But two, it applies to parenting. I see so many parenting pages that pass judgment. And at the end of the day, we're all here just trying to do our best. So to say to everyone, just, and again, it's a mantra you probably do have to repeat quite a fair bit, but just take a pinch of salt with anything you're taking in. Um, this is just everyone expressing themselves and that's absolutely fine. But what works for one won't work for another. So if you are feeling any sense of guilt or um, not doing the right thing based on the content you're taking in, again, just take it with a grain of salt and um, know that you're doing a great job and that you are of value. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just a good message in general, I think. Um, another thing that I found beneficial was on Facebook, you can temporarily deactivate your account. Um, yeah. and still, I mean, that's still, you still get messages through Messenger, mm-hmm. um, which sometimes isn't a good thing. But I found that, um, for myself taking, a, you know, seven days deactivating my Facebook account, um, does, does wonders. Yeah, we absolutely encourage social media breaks and just um, device breaks in general. So um, there are some really great things. As you said, you can deactivate your accounts um, depending upon what device you're using. You can delete the whole app off. So sometimes you do have to take that extra step because these are habits that are ingrained in us. I don't know about you, whether sometimes you just open your phone and unknowingly you're in the app before you know what you're doing and you're scrolling and you're like, oh, I didn't go on here for that purpose. Yep, but you absolutely. kind of have ingrained that behaviour. Um, so it's Twitter you, for me. Yeah, I'm Instagram. So, yep. um, But, yeah, and you don't realise what you're doing until you're in. And, again, 
taking that extra step, it's not too hard to delete it off. And then when you're ready to go back on, you know, just simple reinstall and log back in. It's it's small steps we can take, but that can have a really big um, impact on our mental health, especially and our well-being. Yeah, and you know, to use some of some of the some of the jargon that we use in in the community services field, it's that, it's all part of that holistic approach to looking after your mental health. So, uh, Oregon, you've given us some really great tips, uh, Trina. Uh, before we we wrap this up, because you've probably got some important work to do, um, is there anything you'd just like to really one last message you'd like to get out there to anyone listening? Yeah, I think more than anything, as touched upon. It is scary, but don't be scared. The internet is just a part of our day-to-day life and it can have really positive outcomes for you. So don't feel like you can't use it, but certainly equip yourself with the tools. And if for any young people or family and friends of young people, if you do engage in a situation that leaves you feeling distressed or uncomfortable and you really need a safe space to talk about that, you're always welcome to come to Headspace as well. You know, this is the stuff that we support young people with um, in helping with their mental health and well-being. So there are lots of supports out there. Um, I mentioned we've got a centre here in Horsham and we support across the Wimmera, but there's also um, eHeadspace, which is the online version. So there's another great example of a positive space and a positive thing that you can find online is mental health support. And then you've got things like Kids Helpline, Beyond Blue and... And lifeline again. So reach out to those support services if you're going through a hard time and know that you're not alone and there is support there for you. So Trina, can people just walk into Headspace in Horsham or do you need to, to call or uh, go online and, and have a chat? Any any of those three options, um, young people are welcome to come here to the centre. So as mentioned, um, or I hadn't mentioned, sorry, we support young people between the ages of 12 up to 25, um, and they're welcome to come into the centre and speak to any of our mental health clinicians. Also, though, if it's more accessible for them, they're welcome to give us a phone call, can send us an email. Um, all this information can be found on our website. Or, again, jump on the Headspace uh, website and join in on the eHeadspace platform where they can instant message with mental health clinicians as well. And, yeah, I uh, we, we follow Grandpa's Community Health. We follow Headspace Horsham on Instagram, and there's some great content that comes out uh, from you guys on there. In fact, that's how we, we came in contact, I think, send a message via Instagram. So there's a positive yeah. on social media that we got Absolutely. this podcast ever. Yeah, exactly. Brenda, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for giving up a bit of your, a bit of your Wednesday to have a chat about uh, Staying safe online and some of the great work that you're doing up at uh, Headspace there in Horsham and keep up the good work. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's been great to have a chat and uh, get the information out and hopefully it can be really beneficial to the listeners listening. Thank you again to Trina for coming on to the Community Is a Middle Name podcast talking about staying safe online. I think it's some good messages for everyone in uh, that episode, not just for the young people, because as we said, we're an increasingly online society and uh, we need to uh, make sure that everyone is avoiding the the, uh, the pitfalls that can befall us, including especially the young people, sorry, and uh, and making sure that we, we can keep the online space a positive and fairly safe space for people as well. 
This, of course, is the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast, and it's proudly brought to you by GCH, Grampians Community Health. And we offer a wide range of services across a massive swathe of this beautiful state called Victoria. We go to the following local government areas, the Northern Grampian Shire, Ararat Rural City, Horsham Rural City, West Wimmera Shire, Hindmarsh Shire, Yarriambiak Shire, Bull Oak Shire, Southern Grampian Shire, Pyrenees Shire, Central Goldfield Shire regions. So like I said, a big chunk of Western and Northwestern Victoria. And we provide the following services, amongst many services, alcohol and, and uh, other drug support, carer support, family violence assistance, aged care support, including aged care, home care case management, and in-home and domestic supports, NDIS services, including plan management and support coordination, mental health services, counselling across a wide range of areas, and much, much more for more information, get to our website, gch.org.au, and you'll find uh, all the services up on there. And while you're online, speaking of being online, as we have on this podcast, don't forget to jump on our socials and give us a follow on there. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Grampians Community Health, or you can search for Grampians Community Health on the search function on your Facebook page. We're on Snapchat and Instagram too, at GCH Grampians. That's the place to find us and see what's happening on our socials. You can download and subscribe to every single episode of the Community Is A Middle Name podcast uh, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Podbean, anywhere good podcasts are found readily. And if you're an Apple Podcast and you'd like to leave us a review, that would be awesome because it does help us get the message out there. It makes it easy to find the podcast the way the algorithms work. It's, um, it's a good way for help us and people on the podcast get their messages and our messages out to the wider community. The intro and outro music is by the very talented Mr. Andrew Parsons, our very own Mr. Andrew Parsons, and we use that with his permission. He created that specifically for us, and we're very grateful for that. So thank you, Parso. And we'd like to acknowledge that this podcast was recorded and produced on the traditional lands of the Jabberwong people, and we pay our respects to all elders past, present, and emerging, and would like to extend that respect to all Aboriginal people. This has been the Community Is A Middle Name podcast, proudly brought to you by GCH, part of the GCH Podcasting Network. Guys, my name is Gareth Oliver. Uh, I love bringing you guys a podcast. We'll be back very shortly with another one. So until then, from everyone here at GCH, stay well, and we'll talk to you very soon.